Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. Hello. Now, we all know that Volkswagen campervans are super cool and super popular. So when Volkswagen introduce a new vehicle, particularly an all-electric one, we all want to find out more about it. I'm talking about, of course, the, the all-electric ID Buzz. If you haven't seen a picture, well, just Google VW ID Buzz and you will see that it is sort of retro, modern-looking. It, it, it reminds everyone of the the original T1 split screen with a happy smiley face on the front of it. It is except cool in my opinion. And I've had the pleasure and luxury of driving one. I was lucky to be invited to the UK press launch and I'm absolutely in love with this vehicle. I absolutely adore it. And thought that it was while I was there, it was worth having a quick interview with a uh, with Kate Thompson, the uh, sort of head of PR and marketing for Volkswagen commercial vehicles. That's not her exact title. I let her introduce herself in the interview. But Kate is actually a former colleague of mine because I used to be the PR manager of Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles nearly nine years ago now. This is the new ID Buzz is a very important vehicle. Obviously, Volkswagen is still producing the Transporter, the T6.1, and producing the California best-selling campervan version of it for a couple of years yet. But you'd be glad to know that our plans to have a, Cam- a California version of the ID Buzz, and that is going to look fantastic so that'll create an interesting bit of competition in the market uh, but obviously the cargo version the van version of the id buzz is there's going to be people queuing up to try and make a camper van version of that i agree that there are challenges to that with with the electric the batteries and the base of the vehicle and payload etc etc but someone's going to do it surely because it's just going to be well i've driven it i really liked it it felt well how can i describe it it felt well, obviously it's electric, so they go. The, the the pickup is fantastic. The performance is fantastic. It does feel different because you've got your high up, got a big wind windscreen in front of you, uh, and it was all obviously very modern inside. Yeah, I would sign on the dotted line, except that as we talk about it in the interview, at the moment for me it doesn't have a big enough towing limit. So unless caravans get a lot lighter very quickly, or I'm happy to tow something small. Somebody did point out that my vintage Sprite Musketeer that I still haven't got anywhere with restoring. Would make a very good combination for it because um, it's very lightweight. But anyway, let's not get distracted by that. Let's talk to Kate. Kate also, I asked her also about obviously supply chain issues for the T6.1 at the moment as well, and a few other details about the ID Buzz. So I will stop there and we will go straight to the interview with Kate. So I am at the VW ID Buzz press launch today and I'm in the car sitting in an ID Buzz with Kate Thompson. Hello Kate. Hello John. Kate, tell us your job title first of all. 
So I am head of marketing, PR and communications for Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles, which yes. is fans, yes. pickups and campers, and also now the ID Bars and ID Bus Cargo. Cool. That's a very long job title. This is a very long job. Now, I should explain that we are former colleagues as well, because I, I was the uh, PR manager at Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles, what, eight or nine years ago now. So that job has obviously evolved and changed and the department's grown enormously. You've just had a bit of a restructure as well, haven't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, just to kind of bring everything to, into line and, you know, gearing up for a new electric and connected future. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I've really enjoyed driving the ID Buzz today. I really, really want one. <laughs> it's definitely going to be the obvious successor to my, uh, say, Alhambra when the time comes in a year or so, maybe. So tell us about on-sale dates and good things like that. So the ID Buzz, it's been, well, the first iteration of it we saw was almost back in 2001. So it feels wow. like it's been a very, very long awaited vehicle. So yeah. earlier this year in June, we opened for pre-booking and mm -hmm. we had around 1,500 people who placed a deposit for the vehicle. So yeah. they will start to get their vehicles after the on-sale date, which is the 8th of December. So some of them will get them before Christmas. And then the other people who've kind of put down deposits, they'll start to get them throughout 2023. And obviously we're open to taking more orders as well. So mm. yeah, they will start from before Christmas. We'll see them on the road. Lucky people. And what about the cargo? So the cargo is going on sale at the same. So it went on sale slightly later. So that was in August. We opened for orders on that one. But again, we'll see the first ones on the road before Christmas. And then obviously, as we go into next year, we're starting to talk to some more fleet customers as well. So those will start to appear in, in greater volume on the roads too. So cool. yeah, become quite a familiar site. And so if I ordered one today, what, what would be the delivery like? It would depend times? on exactly what you expect. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you place a deposit earlier, you would start to get it, you know, either from now or in the first kind of six months of, of 2023. Mm -hmm. There's certain spec items at the moment which might slow that down. I think probably a lot of your listeners are quite familiar with some of the issues right. which are affecting car production, etc. at the moment. Yes. But yeah, if you went in and rate, placed an order, you know, it could be between like six to 12 months. So just we say, talk to your, talk to your retailer, talk to the van centre and, and see, because it will slightly depend on what you're ordering. Yeah, and that's an important point, actually, because the passenger version, the buzz, is available from Volkswagen car dealers as well as van centres, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm. So we've got 63 van centres across the UK. So they are solely responsible for selling the cargo because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, if you're buying a van, you need to make sure that you're looking for the right thing. So those yep. are the specialists in, in vans. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, if you're just looking for the passenger car version, then that's available both from van centres and passenger car retailers too. Mm. So give us a few quick facts off the top of your head. The range, uh, predicted range on the... So the range is 256 miles, which oh, is good. pretty much good enough for anybody. I can't yep. remember the last time I got into a car and drove for 256 no. miles without wanting to stop. So no. yeah, very meaningful range. Yep. It's fully digitalized. So we have a 10 inch screen here, sort of yep. looks like there's an iPad in the car, very kind of, you know, up-to-date, innovative technology, very connected. So it will talk to an app on your phone, lots of um, sort of safety and convenience features, which will kind of keep you driving well and safe on the road and make it easy to drive as well. And then of course, the design of it, obviously you can't see that from the podcast, but mm -hmm. you know, very kind of iconic sort of going back to the old classic camper van, but with a very, very modern twist on it. So looking at LED lights and two-tone colors and, you know, very high tech in the cabin. So yeah, kind of a a hark back to the past, but also very much looking forward. No, it looks super cool. Everybody's going to want one. I'll certainly take one of these on the school run and then everyone's going to want <laughs> to follow, follow suit very quickly, I think. I think so. So size-wise, it's 20 centimetres shorter than a transporter. The, nice. yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Standard wheelbase. Yes, that's right. So the, the wheelbase of it, so the, the platform that it's built on is around the same size as that of a transporter. Mm -hmm. But because of the clever use of design and technology and the fact that it's built on an electric sort of platform underneath means that we're able to really maximise the space inside. So yeah, it's 20 centimetres shorter than transporter, mm. but ultimately kind of, you know, more space inside. Mm. It feels quite big, actually. 
I mean, it's quite tall as well, isn't it, to drive? But I found it really quite intuitive to drive. And I mean, I've driven lots of Volkswagens and I guess some of the controls are quite familiar on that basis. But I got into it and drove off. Yeah, found, found myself quite at home. Performance is really good. It's obviously no engine noise. It's That's right. silent from that perspective. And the performance is really good. But actually, what's the battery capacity? It's 77 kilowatts. Right, cool. And you said there's going to be a long wheelbase version of the passenger version. Yes, that's right. So coming sort of towards the second half of 2023, which will be upon us before we know it, there Mm. will be a version which has a longer wheelbase. It will have a bigger battery, which obviously will give you more range. And that one will be available with seven seats. So if you've got extra passengers that you want to take on board, then obviously you've got that extra space as well. And by having the longer wheelbase as well, that will also make other things available like a camper van in the future as well. We'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah, so what about the conversion potential of the cargo version? I mean, obviously, the batteries on the floor, not even want to drilling into the floor particularly, but I guess there'd be lots of converters eager to get their hands on one. Yeah, I think there are lots of converters mm. eager to easy, eager to get their, their hands into them. Obviously, we'd sort of make sure that people, if they if they were going to do that kind of thing, were aware of what they were they were dealing with. Yeah, I think at the moment as well. Obviously, our focus is on kind of fulfilling those first orders of people who've ordered sure. vehicles. One thing that might be of interest is there is something called a bus box, which is a sort of accessory which we have available, which is a little um. It's a gas cooker, it's a sink, it's a bit of storage, and there's a mattress comes in it as well. So if somebody has a right. desperate desire in the short term to get out and go camping in one, then that's yeah. a possibility for them as well. I'm sure at the Dusseldorf show next year there'll be some quick um, Maybe a little bit there. of a hint to that, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so what about then at an ID Buzz California? You said that is a little way off yet. Yes, yeah, so the factory has said they are going to make an ID California. I think, you know, when it looks like this and has such a you can't such not. a deal of heritage, <laughs> yeah, we've definitely got to do it. Yeah. It won't be until sort of after 2025. That's the best timeline that we have at the moment. And as I said, that will be on that longer wheelbase so that people okay. have got a meaningful range to be travelling with and yes. all the extra bits and pieces that will go with it that we can accommodate that extra weight as well. So yeah, very exciting to see to wait a little bit longer for it. Well, eagerly, eagerly awaiting that. That'll look fantastic, won't it? I wow. think so, yeah. That would just be so cool. So, and what else? What, what about, does it have a V2L, did you say? V2L? Is that the only one you plug, can plug into the... Yes. So what it's called? Is that another brand that calls it that? Yeah, I think that's that, another brand that sorry, calls it Sorry, what do you that. call it? We call it bi-directional charging. <laughs> Thank you. So, the car is set up for bi-directional charging now. Right. What it does rely on, though, in order to be able to effectively take energy from the car and put it into the house and vice versa, it does require a special kind of wall box. So that'll probably be coming a little bit later at the moment. It's not quite ready to to power your fridge and, you know, take take electricity on a warm day and power it back in. But it will be coming soon. And so it's almost like, it's a bit like an HD ready TV before we had HD TV, if that makes sense. So the, <laughs> yeah. the uh, technology is in the car and as and when the wall boxes become compatible, that'll be possible. One thing it does have though, as an mm-hmm. option, um, mm-hmm. I think it's around £400 is underneath the seat, there is a plug. So if you wanted to plug in something like a laptop or a small appliance, then you probably want plug your washing machine into it, but you could do that and that would take the energy from the car. So obviously kind of, you know, in terms of that energy cycle. A mains plug or is it? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Because I have seen some electric vehicles, uh, some caravanners can plug the caravan literally into the car, which Mm -hmm. is quite clever. I guess this would in theory have the potential to yeah, do that. Yeah, it would just absolutely depend on the charge that you needed from yeah, it, you know, yeah, and how yeah. power hungry it was as to yeah. whether that would be a viable thing to do. But yeah, it goes to show that it's possible. Yeah, yeah that's really good. That's really clever. So the current California is obviously carrying on, for quite, and I suppose the basic transporter is still carrying on for a while mm-hmm. yet. What are supply issues like at the moment? And as some brands, particularly Fiat, have had a really bad 
time of it? Yeah, I think for us with California, it's it's pretty good at the moment. Again, it's very hard to give a precise timeline because it does mm. depend on what people are after and what particular yeah. you know specification they're looking for. But yeah, we should be looking to have you know good availability. So kind of between you know four to six months on the California from next year. So yeah, I think that you know the 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 key is always to say what do you need and when you need it, mm-hmm. and our band centers will work with you to try and accommodate what you do need. But yeah, certainly there. They're in demand, but they're yes. not massively, you know, over oversubscribed at the it's moment. It's manageable. Yeah. They're still one of the best sellers in the market, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And of course, last year we've managed to complete, well, this year we've managed to complete the full range of camper vans. So we have the Caddy California for someone oh, who's yeah. looking for just a, you know, little night away yeah. in a much more compact vehicle. You know, the classic California 6.1 in the middle and then the Grand California as well. So, you know, we're very proud to have a full family of factory-produced camper vans within the brand. I think that's something which keeps Volkswagen unique in the market as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And you reintroduced the California Beach last year, didn't you? you yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So there's California Beach. Again, so if people were just looking for a less high-spec version or... It's, we've also got one now that has seven seats. So actually, if oh, cool. you know, if you're yeah. using it most of the time as passenger transport and yeah. then just camping occasionally, yeah. then that could be for you. Yeah. And then there's the one with the smaller kitchen in it as well. You know, again, just giving people options depending on what suits their yeah. lifestyle, really. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, I've lived with a California as my normal car and absolutely loved it and taking it on the school run and everything else. But mm. if you, you know, if you needed to move. You know, three children or four children regularly. Well, that's just the thing. I had, space. A, I had a California beach for that reason. Mm-hmm. I needed more uh, more seating capacity. I wish I bought it when I left for a company, <laughs> actually. Thought that several times. What about your recognised converter scheme? Is that what it's called? Motorhome Qualification Scheme. So that's the it. MQS. Thank you. A mouthful. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's doing well for us. We now have five motorhome suppliers who are qualified. So basically it means they go through a really rigorous qualification scheme. So we make sure that, you know, if they're putting things into the vehicle that, you know, it's in the right place. It's all going to work. They have to have been trading for at least three years. So we know that, you know, they're not going to let the customers down. Yeah. The warranty has to match the base warranty of the vehicle as well. Yeah. And the people that we have on board already. So we have... Let's give them a shout out. Yep. Gerber Camper Vans. Oh, yeah. Hillside Leisure, mm-hmm. Rolling Homes Campers, CJL Leisure and Bilbo's well are done. the five which have got signed up at the moment. Mm-hmm. I know we're having conversations with other people, but, you know, I think for us, it was really important from the start that we made sure that, you know, they had these qualifications and mm. they also have the National Caravan Council approval as well. Oh, so, yes. you know, if you buy one and it is on this qualified scheme, I know you'll see a lot of people out there who say they're recognised converters or approved converters. Yes, and the thing, yeah. there's a lot of people that we really enjoy working with and who produce brilliant conversions for us. But yeah. those are the five that we've absolutely vetted and made sure that they really have our seal of approval to. I think some people call themselves a or say they're approved just because they buy the vans direct from you or mm. on a fleet basis, but that's not the same thing at all, is it? It's not. I no. mean, it's not to say that they're not good. Yeah. I think what we're trying to say is obviously, you know, when we produce the California in the factory, you know, we know exactly how that vehicle's built. We know where everything's come from. Mm. You know, we know it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, then we'll take care of it for you. And I think going through the qualification scheme for us is mm. just hopefully giving customers that extra, you know, level of confidence that sure. says, you know, I want something a little bit more bespoke. I want to work with these converters. And I say a lot of them are really great suppliers, but we just want to make sure that our customers are going to be happy. Yeah. You know, so are you actively them. recruiting more converters onto that scheme or? We're not specifically or, recruiting at the moment, but there yeah. are people who are talking to us. So right. we're actively having those conversations. So it's up to the converter to contact you. Yes. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And is that, that's quite a long process to go through, I presume? I think it varies. I think it will obviously depend on, you know, the stage that that converter is at. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we want to make sure that it's, you know, we're not, we're not out there to make it difficult, but we want to make sure that we've gone through the rigor so that, you know, 
customers ask kind of suffering any pain further down the line. So it's worth us taking the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, I know there's lots of people popping up all over the place, converting vans. And I I think what I've heard, the standards can vary. So I approve of your your scheme. Yeah, and it's not about making people jump through hoops, which aren't necessary. You know, we're doing it for a reason. We're doing it because we want to make sure that the quality is there and the assurance is there. You know, it's it's a big purchase. Mm. You know, we need it to be safe and right and reliable. And that's what we're really conscious of. Yeah, definitely. What else am I going to say? Is there anything else you, you'd like to add about Buzz or? I think it's just to say it's been, like I said, at the very beginning of the conversation, you know, we, we've waited for this for a really long time. We've mm. got some very excited customers. It's been fabulous being on the press launch, talking to people like yourself who, you know, are familiar with the brand and excited about it. And, you know, it's just an absolute privilege really to launch a car that people are so excited about. So yeah, just can't wait to see them on the road. I guess you almost barely need to do any well you're doing some PR but in terms of marketing these vehicles are pretty much going to sell themselves I think there is an element of that I think the important thing for us is that people know what the vehicle actually does I think with something that's as um, visually striking as the ID Buzz Mm -hmm. what's really important for us is that people know what it does underneath so Mm -hmm. you know great to have this conversation and be able to talk about some of the features and the range and you know, particularly from the van point of view as well, what it's actually capable of. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll remember from your days in vans, John, you know, two Euro pallets side by side, yeah, no yes. mean feet in a van. And, <laughs> you know, a really important thing for van operators. So it's it's a pretty face, but it's far more than a pretty face. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Well, I drove the van version as well. And uh, obviously that's got a twin passenger seat, most obvious. And the dashboard is different, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. It's a bit more, well, it's, this, this room in this um, passenger version, it's got very light colours and a very white steering wheel. But I believe I am. I spoke to the product, a brand product manager who said you can get a black steering wheel as well, which yes. uh, might be more practical for some people. But so, so, yeah, so it's a little bit more robust inside. Otherwise, the, the screen here is the same. All the controls were identical, really, weren't they? Just yeah. that twin passenger seat. Yeah, that's right. So the twin passenger seat is an option. You can have two seats if you rather. So if you were, oh, yeah. you know, a oh, kind of one man manned, you know, builder, plumber, you yeah. know, landscape gardener, whatever it might be, you can just opt for two seats if you want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, different varieties of, of bulkhead as well to kind of separate the, the load from the cabin too. But yeah, fundamentally, it's the same vehicle underneath. But yeah, just built in a slightly, I don't see this one, not robust, but no, yeah, maybe no. it's like slightly harder plastics just to make sure that it's really fit for the job. And yeah. exactly to my point earlier, you know, we know we need van operators to understand that this is a it's a serious van, you know, it might mm. look cute, it might smile at you when you mm. arrive, but actually it's going to do the job at the end of the day. And that's really important. And available with tailgate or barn doors, I noticed. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Lovely. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. Well, you don't need any luck for it. It's going it's <laughs> to sell like hotcakes. There's going to be queues and queues and queues for people wanting them. And I definitely will get my name on there. Oh, the only thing I didn't mention was towing capacities, because I know it's a thousand kilograms at the moment, that's isn't right, it? Yeah. Which is a bit low for us caravanners out there, Kate. I need a bit more than that. <laughs> But fingers crossed that the the bigger in, bigger battery might hopefully have a bit yeah, more. That might answer your question, but I think mm. you know, for an electric vehicle and for one that you know seats five people, it's a you know hopefully a meaningful capacity, if not perfect for your caravan job. Maybe you have to get a new caravan to match the car. Uh, well, hopefully they will. <laughs> hopefully they will get lighter, but you know, a thousand kilograms is a bit limiting at, at, in in the current market. Particularly compared to my car on car, I suppose. But yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely in the want want category at the moment. Didn't have driven it today. It's because it, it's just, I don't know, it's just really, really nice. Felt really refined, really, really smart. Like, right. okay, I will stop waffling, leave you to it. Good, good luck with the rest of the launch anyway. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Brilliant. Thanks, John. Thank you. So, thank you for listening. The ID Buzz is appearing in showrooms beginning of December, which is about now. So, uh, if you haven't, 
seen it yet, go and actually have a sit in it yourself because it's, uh, it's going to be the car to have for the school run. No one's going to want to be driving around in a boring SUV or 4x4 after, after seeing one of these. I'm sure we're going to start seeing a lot of them on the roads very soon. Right, that is it. Next week I have another interview, but I'm not going to tell you who it is yet because it's still in the pipeline. And in the meantime, take care. Hope that everything is good with you and we will speak again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It would be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.